This is Taking Stock with Hill Box and Kathleen Hayes. He's taking the company public. He wanted to liquidate your majority shareholding. Those shares are worth quite a bit of money. We need a balanced portfolio. A little stock, a little bond, a little cash. What if you were offered some kind of a stock option equity sharing program? Would that do anything for you? Your window into the world of professional investing. You know what they say. Fools make money, bears make money, the pigs, they get slaughtered. Without where it is now, everybody wants a piece of the market. This is Taking Stock with Tim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Welcome to Taking Stock on this Monday, May 23rd, on the road again as we broadcast live in Tucson, Arizona, from Invested 16, the power of big ideas, a BNY Mellon client conference. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. Today, we're going to kick off the show with Brian Shea, Vice Chairman and CEO of Investment Services for BNY Mellon, to look at a future vision for the investment industry business model, fintech, innovation and disruption, even robotics in banking and so much more. And of course, we're going to keep our eye on the news. Buyer is acquiring Monsanto for $62 billion as it tries to become the biggest seller of seeds and farm chemicals in the world. But is it paying too much? We'll be looking at that. Keeping our eye on the Fed, of course, as Boston Fed's Eric Rosengren said, table looks pretty much set for another rate hike. Will it come in June? We're going to be looking at so much interesting stuff on the show today. Let's get to Catherine Cowdery at Bloomberg World Headquarters. She's got a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you, Kathleen. Well, it's an up-and-down day on Wall Street. Stocks are fluctuating as investors await more clarity on the timing of the Federal Reserve's next increase in interest rates and the outlook for inflation. Hugh Johnson, chairman of Hugh Johnson Advisors, says stocks will not know where to go until after next month's Fed policy meeting. Everybody's looking for direction, and I think the focus is primarily on what's the Federal Reserve going to do in the month of June. I think there's a very strong belief that the Federal Reserve is likely to raise interest rates in June. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. Dow Industrial Average is up 37 points, two-tenths of a percent, trading at 17,538. S&P 500 is up a fraction, at trading at 2,052. The Nasdaq is up 10 points, two-tenths of a percent at 47.79. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down 40 cents a barrel, seven-eighths of a percent at 48.01. Spot Gold down $1.80, announced at 12.51.10. And the 10-year Treasury is up 2.30 seconds with a yield of 1.8. Among today's top business stories, as Kathleen mentioned, Bayer is offering $62 billion to buy Monsanto, deepening investor concern that it will strain its finances. Bayer stock dropped as much as 6% in German trading, extending losses since the potential deal was first revealed. Buying Monsanto would allow Bayer to tap into growing demand at a time when farmers must boost productivity to feed an estimated 10 billion people globally by 2050. General Electric has agreed to take part in three billion dollars of Saudi Arabia investments as the Desert Kingdom seeks to diversify its economy away from crude oil. GE will take part in efforts to drive projects in water, energy, aviation, digital, and other non-oil industries. The partnership is part of Saudi Arabia's strategy to invest in industries other than oil after crude prices plunged. Boeing shares are gaining today. It's pulled off a win over Airbus by landing an $11.3 billion order from Vietnam's only private airline. The announcement was timed to coincide with President Obama's visit to Vietnam. AXA is going to stop investing in tobacco and divest all of its $2 billion worth of assets in the industry. And now let's get an update of some of the other stories you're following. 
Thank you, Catherine, from the Bloomberg Newsroom. I'm Bonnie Quinn. This news update is brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit sectorsbdrs.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. The top U.S. commander in Afghanistan says the death of a major Taliban leader could have a positive effect on peace efforts. Bloomberg's Michael Barr has more. General John W. Nicholson says the death of Mullah Muhammad Akhtar Mansour will have a disruptive effect on the insurgency. President Obama talked about Mansour's death while in Vietnam. He is an individual who, as head of the Taliban, was specifically targeting U.S. personnel and troops inside of Afghanistan. Mansour was killed by a drone strike in Pakistan. The president, while in Hanoi, also announced lifting the ban on selling arms to Vietnam. Michael Barr, Bloomberg Radio. A judge has found a Baltimore police officer not guilty on all charges in connection with Freddie Gray's death in police custody. Maryland Congressman Elijah Cummings says the judge and the justice system must be respected. In many of these cases, uh, charges are never born. There is no trial. Again, this is the way justice rolls. Edward Nero was one of six Baltimore police officers charged in the case. A Long Island town is beefing up its so-called boating while intoxicated patrols ahead of Memorial Day weekend. Supervisor Anthony Santino says the town of Hempstead is working to increase awareness of the dangers of boating while using alcohol or drugs. The town's bay constables will be patrolling waterways to help keep boaters safe. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Bonnie Quinn. Catherine? Thank you. And recapping, the Dow Industrial Average up 38 points, trading at 17,539. S&P 500 up half a point, holding steady at 2,052. NASDAQ up 10 at 47.79. And that's the Bloomberg Business Flash. Catherine Cowdery, thank you so very much. The power of big ideas invested 16. We are live today at Dove Mountain, about 30 miles from Tucson, Arizona, a beautiful mountain range. It is actually an historic uh, Native American site here as BNY Mellon holds a very special conference for some of its top clients to look at the big challenges in the money management investment industry today. And we're very happy that Brian Shea is joining us to kick things off, Vice Chairman and CEO of Investment Services for BNY Mellon. Welcome and thank you for inviting us here. Oh, thanks, Kathleen. Pleased to be here and thrilled to be here with you and uh and also with uh, 200 of our top uh, investment management and asset owner, institutional asset owner clients, uh, to share ideas and insights with each other. Well, it's certainly been, uh, as I, let me give you a little, little metaphor, you know, rocky time for the investment industry the past few years. And as, you know, I went on one of the hikes here around the hotel yesterday. You, you go straight up four or 500 feet, your heart's pounding. But it is kind of a good metaphor, though, for what people feel sometimes in this industry. Where are we now, and what are the big questions that your clients have as they try to climb those hills? Yeah, I think we continue to be in a historic period of of change in the industry. Um, it's a it's really uh, an unprecedented period of, of time in terms of lower than normal economic growth rates, uh, obviously lower than normal or in case in many cases negative interest rates in Europe and Japan and other places very high amount of regulatory change which is really unabated since the financial crisis uh and pretty rapid change in technology as well so the combination of all those changes is challenging uh financial institutions and investment managers um and you know creating new opportunities as well 
We at BNY Mellon um, are the largest provider of services to investment managers globally around the world, and this conference is designed to help uh, help our clients adapt to all that change and navigate all that change. And uh, and frankly, we don't uh, we don't see any you know any let up in sight. So uh, our focus is on uh, recognizing there's all that uncertainty, all that change in the air, uh, trying to focus on the things we can control to help our clients. Uh, reinvent their business, transform their business models, and actually drive higher returns for investors and higher returns for the, for their companies as well. All right. Uh, stock market volatility is how, how, how do you fit in that, in that, in that question of what people are dealing with when it comes to clients and managing their money and what the, and, and what you can do for them and what the questions are right now? Yeah. I think, um, I think, you know, all the market volatility, whether it's, you know, lower interest, lower than normal interest rates, which affect investors, uh, market volatility, uh, across different asset classes, all of that is challenging traditional investment managers to drive, you know, the kinds of returns that investors really want and expect. Um, and all the change in technology, uh, and other challenges, regulatory wise and otherwise, are causing investment managers to want to focus on the investment process. For, from our, for our business, that's actually an opportunity because what we do is we provide the technology platforms, uh, the settlement, the clearing, the custody solutions, uh, that they need and we, we create shared economies of scale which lower the cost of investing and try to enable, uh, our asset management and asset owner clients to, uh, to serve their clients more effectively. All right. Stock, stock market volatility. We're looking at that here in Tucson, Arizona. Let's go back to, uh, New York City, Bloomberg World Headquarters, our stock sitter, Dave Wilson, to weigh in on the stock market today. There's a lot going on in the market, Dave, but uh, it's basically overall flat, covering up a lot of interesting news and a lot of interesting stories. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the S&P 500 and you're seeing very little volatility there. It's been within two-tenths of a percent of uh, last week's close all day. So if you want volatility, you really have to look uh, especially to the deal stocks. you got Monsanto's shares up more than 5% after we, we found out that Bears offer for the company uh, $62 billion, $122 a share. Uh, Monsanto trading at 106.69 at the moment. So there's a long way from there uh, to the value of the offer. And then you have a deal that actually fell apart in the fertilizer business. CF Industries Holdings was looking to buy a, a Dutch company, OCI, move their headquarters, in essence, offshore for tax purposes. Well, we know the government here in the U.S. has clamped down on that, so they decided to get out of that deal, and the stock's up more than 6% in response to that decision. So on the other hand, uh, you look at Cigna being down more than 4%, the Wall Street Journal reporting on uh, disputes between that company and Anthem, uh, which uh, made a deal to get together some months back. And then you got Tribune Publishing, the owner of the uh, Chicago Tribune and the Los Angeles Times, down 15.5% after deciding to not go with an offer from Gannett and instead sell an almost 13% stake to a billionaire drug executive. So lots of developments on the takeover front, uh, just not a whole lot of overall direction to the market at this point. So uh, what's uh, what are you going to look at uh, when you come back in an hour with your chart of the day, Dave? Well, you know, we're, we're going to check out uh, what's happening uh, when it comes to uh, dividends. And that's something that Jeffrey's focused on in their latest research. And, you know, the, the way they see it, dividend growth, just as important as earnings these days. And we'll find out why. Well, always interesting when our stocks that are... 
Dave Wilson is on board. He will be back with an hour with more. And we're going to continue our live broadcast, Tucson, Arizona, Dove Mountain, the power of big ideas invested 16 with BNY Mellon. I'm Kathleen Hazel on Pim Fox, taking stock on Bloomberg Radio. Market Drivers, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Outstanding offers are in full bloom at your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers. Take advantage of limited-time lease and finance programs on select models this spring season. Visit MBUSA.com for details today. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by VanEck Vectors ETFs. Expect more from your munis. Target tax-accept income by maturity and credit quality, all with low-cost ETFs. Visit VanEck.com slash muni. VanEck. Access the opportunities. Stocks are fluctuating after the S&P 500 rebounded from a seven-week low. Investors are awaiting further direction on the health of the economy and prospects for higher interest rates. James Bullard, president of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, said today he does not see the U.K.'s vote on European Union membership influencing the U.S. Central Bank's meeting that will be held the week before the referendum. And San Francisco's John Williams said today that two to three rate increases this year are still about right. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg Radio. Dow Industrial Average is up 43 points, a quarter percent. It's trading at 17,544. S&P 500 up one point to 2,053. NASDAQ higher by 14, a quarter percent, trading at 47.83. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down 53 cents a barrel, a loss of 1.1 percent, trading at 47.88. Spot gold down a dollar an ounce at 1,251.90, and the 10-year Treasury is up one thirty-second with a yield of 1.83%. And that's the Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Very special show as we broadcast live in Tucson, Arizona from the BNY Mellon Asset Servicing Conference. Invested 16, the power of big ideas. I'm Kathleen Hayes along with Pim Fox. Pim will be joining us just a little bit later in the show. He is currently moderating a panel for BNY Mellon. Uh, it's their launching an asset strategy view, a new a new program they have, and Pim is the moderator, so he's doing that. Well, I speak to a very important person here at this conference, Brian Shea. He's vice chairman and CEO of Investment Services for BNY Mellon. We're at Dove Mountain, the Ritz-Carlton here uh, near Tucson, a, a resort in the midst of the beautiful, beautiful mountains and 200-plus clients. Brian, uh, you have been at uh, BNY Mellon for... 33 years now. First, but you start with Pershing, which BNY Mellon acquired. Uh, but and so you you've been there a while. But the company itself, BNY Mellon, celebrating its 232nd anniversary. That's really something. It really is. I mean, it's uh, it, you know we're proud to be part of a company that's managed to be a market leader uh, in its business for 232 years. That's increasingly rare and unusual. And it's precisely, uh, precisely because we've been able to sort of lead and manage change, which are skill sets that come in pretty handy in these markets and this environment as well. But we were founded by, um, you know, a visionary leader, Alexander Hamilton, uh, not only one of the founding fathers of our country, but the first Treasury Secretary of the United States. Um, and, um, you know, literally, uh, in many respects, the sort of founder of modern capitalism uh, in America. So it's a pretty cool thing. The, 
the Bank of New York uh, Mellon made the the Bank of New York at the time made the first documented loan uh, in the history of the country uh, a ten thousand dollar loan actually to uh, to the government of the United States. So in many respects, we think of ourselves as helping to propel uh, what has been a pretty uh, strong uh, economic success story uh, for the last two hundred plus years. So. It's uh, pretty cool. Regulation, regulatory change, that's certainly something that over the past almost decade now, a lot of people in the financial services industry are dealing with. A lot of big banks and even smaller banks are saying it's tough. It's tougher to make money. They wonder if there's too much regulation. But you have said that you, for BNY Mellon, you see an opportunity, a business opportunity in all this regulatory change. Why? What is it? Well, first of all, we, um, in the wake of the financial crisis, there's no question that, you know, industry leaders need to embrace responsible uh, regulatory reform and regulatory change, and we certainly do. So uh, things like, uh, you know, focus on capital ratios, liquidity ratios, uh, redu- reduction of systemic risk, all of that's really important uh, to uh, to actually embrace and lead that change to uh, strengthen investor confidence, confidence in our markets, and ultimately create an environment for our companies uh, to succeed in a way that's actually good for the investor and good for the taxpayer as well. So we embrace that. But in, the opportunities for us are in a couple of areas. One is that uh, our clients are dealing with higher regulatory change costs, and so they're looking to variableize their costs. And in the investment management space, investment managers are challenged by lots of other competitive dynamics, and they're looking to actually uh, reduce their own, let's say, increase their focus on the investment process itself and reduce their uh, energy and time on technology operations and service delivery. And so we're their natural partner to actually provide those services to them and solutions, it creates a little bit of a growth opportunity for us. But more importantly, we look at regulatory change as an opportunity to reinvent our business and to actually change our value proposition for our clients. Um, And we think you can actually implement responsible regulatory reform and still make your business better if you have the right mindset about it. I guess the best example I could uh, mention is we were at the center of of an industry-wide effort collaborating with the regulators to reform the tri-party repo market. Um, That market, in the wake of the financial crisis, was identified as an area of systemic risk. And together, working closely with the regulators um, and other industry participants and leaders, we were able to eliminate 97% of the intraday liquidity risk. We did that by changing the technology and changing the process end-to-end, ultimately making our clients more efficient and productive and uh, helping them manage their collateral and capital and liquidity more effectively. So we ended up making our clients more profitable and effective while reducing the systemic risk. Well, and uh, just this, in the past couple of days, a uh, big announcement, uh, BMI Mellon is part of an, uh, a, new, a new step, a new program. Uh, Industrial and Commercial Bank of China is involved to help in, in institutional investors and, and money managers when it, to start issuing and trading the Chinese currency. What's going on? This yeah. sounds pretty important. Kind of a proud moment uh, when you're when the founder of your company is on the ten dollar bill in the United States. Uh, it shows how far the company has come in two hundred thirty two years. We're now a global leader, and we serve uh, clients in thirty five countries in a hundred different markets. And we've one of the big opportunities is to actually enable more investment, global investment, uh, and investment in China. And so, together, working with the Bloomberg Working Group, uh, DTCC, and BNY Mellon. And ICBC, which is the largest largest bank in China, last week we were uh, we unveiled and issued the first um, uh, the first Chinese RMB denominated CD in the United States. 
Uh, BNY Mellon acted as the paying agent and issuing agent, uh, and DTCC cleared the security. And so it's the first time, and I think it's it's going to be the initial phase of what will be much more growth in the Chinese global investment market. Well, we're going to have to watch that very closely. It's so, so important having that uh, the renminbi, the Chinese currency, more traded, more invested in a very important step for developing China's capital markets. Brian Shea, thanks for joining us. Vice Chairman, CEO of Investment Services at BNY Mellon. This is Bloomberg Radio. Continuing our live broadcast here at Invested 16, the Power of Big Ideas, Dove Mountain near Tucson, Arizona, BNY Mellon Conference. We're going to be talking about the buyer Monsanto deal. 